Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 NFL Awards, Future Bets, Predictions, Preview. We got it for you, so go to DraftKingsSportsbook.com to follow along with the odds that we are talking about. Smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, obviously, and then... Tell me your favorite future award bet down in the description. Maybe it's an MVP. Maybe it's a coach of the year. Maybe it's a defensive rookie of the year. Who knows? If you want the entire draft kit, hit the description. You want the link to the week one PME DraftKings Listeners League rake free? Get into it before it fills, which is going to be pretty quick. I would go do that right now. The link is down there as well. If you want full player projections, you can go to runthesims.com. That is completely free. It's going to cost you to get your hands on the betting and daily fantasy tools. But if you go to runthesims.com slash mayo, you'll get yourself 10% off. So do that? Okay, that sounds good. Newsletter is down there as well. Sub for free. Jeff Feinberg on the line with me. We're talking NFL again. I feel like we're, we're making this a weekly habit now for the next five months. Looking forward to it. It is here. Uh, we're at the midway point of August, and it feels like nothing else really matters in the sports landscape. It's true, considering we're we do a golf show every single week, and even we're looking at NFL odds during golf now because golf is coming to an end. But what is not coming to an end, just coming to a beginning, fresh off his appearance on the release of the top 150 fantasy football rankings down in the description. If you want to draft your fantasy team, it is Tim Underkust. Tim Underkust. <laughs> That is not my name. But I will say you're talking about the PME Listeners League. I don't know. Like Looking at who just won the golf league, I'm not so sure how on the level these things. It's like when Mr. Burns won that Astro Wagon uh, giveaway. I don't know these days. <laughs> so you're saying that the PME Open is rigged. Those are your words? No, I, did, I didn't say that. I'm just saying I asked the people to look who's, who's raking in all the bucks these days in the PME Listeners League. And just ask yourself, you know, what's going on? Well, we've had the Listener's League now, I believe, since 2000 and either 16 or I think it was 2016. Because I wasn't even with DraftKings and like I've since become a contractor with them. But even before that, they gave me the Listener's League. So it's rake free. Everyone can play in it. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever won during golf season over the past six years. I've come second twice in football, but yeah. Hey, listen, if it wants to be rigged and they don't tell me and they just I win the money, I, I'll take it every time. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> we should set up a system where people bet give you, just give you money. But that should be the whole system, just giving you money. Well, I, I feel like I've got myself back to even in that contest over the past six years by finally winning it. So I, I've done my donations. Now I'm back to level. I'm very one. happy for you. Thank you. I'm, very I'm still down... I'm very disappointed in, in the I'm disappointed in the outcome because I really wanted my DC brother in crime Sebstraka to win, but I'm happy that you uh, things worked out for you. When is this even coming out? Like that's gonna be so boring, like old news. Yeah, I that's because the, if there's one thing people hate on this show is when we just vamp about stuff. Uh, they only want the content. The people have told me that like people, I mean, I, I, I actually, I so rarely read the comments, but someone did comment on the 150 show. It's like, oh no, Tim's on this show. And then like the next like 20 responses to her, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, if, this is great. Tim's on the show. <laughs> yeah. If you're here for concrete and uh, stat, stat based analysis, 
uh, thank you for your download. Uh, you're going to be disappointed. But no, I just mean it, it's so fitting for you and your personality that you would have been cheering for set versus everybody yesterday. Well, just or I felt he- bad because the last time I was cheering for him, as you remember, he hit that ball out of bounds in the tournament that uh, Spieth won, and uh, he lost it there when he had a chance to win. And I haven't really seen him since then, so it's been a sort of a bad run. No one has, trust me. Okay, well, let's talk about NFL future bets for the season. We'll start at DraftKings Sportsbook with MVP odds. Looking through it right now, the favorites are Josh Allen is seven to one, Tom Brady's eight to one, Mahomes nine to one, Herbert and Aaron Rodgers, the two-time defending champ of the MVP award, are ten to one. Joe Burrow's twelve, Russell Wilson's fourteen, Stafford's fifteen, Dak is sixteen. Then you have Hertz, Lamar. Kyler Murray all at 20 to one. Then it kind of drops off a cliff. There's a couple guys who are frankly weirdly priced. Like in what scenario would have to happen to him that Matt Ryan wins MVP at 35 to one. Indianapolis has a shocking season and a very soft division goes 15 and two. And he throws for like 4,900 yards and the Colts are the number one seed. And in that sense, they feel like, they have to give someone on the Colts the MVP, and they don't want to give it to a running back, so Matt Ryan wins it. Jeff, would you say that scenario happens one every 35 times? No, I'm not really there, although I'm incredibly high on the Colts, think that they will win the division, and they'll represent themselves more than adequately, but I don't think it's going to be like featuring some stat lines It's going to get Ryan an MVP sniff. Yeah, and a a lot of the times, too, you see they want to give the MVP to someone who just really leads a team that was suspected to be, like, somewhat mediocre, to be very great, or, like, last year with the Packers. Like, the Packers, I did think, overachieved, and Rodgers just had these stats, and then no one else really had them, so you had to give it to him. Again, and even though we thought, like, halfway through the season, after his, like, conflict with the media, that the media would never vote for him, didn't turn out to be the case. With Ryan, like... The Colts are expected to be good, that unless he has one of these crazy outlier stat seasons, which just seems, I don't want to say impossible this year, but 35 to 1. Like, that should be like 200 to 1. Maybe not 200 to 1, but maybe 100 to 1. Maybe. But then you say there's like a 1% chance of it happening. I think that's probably where it should be priced. I'll be honest. There's only like outside of 40 to 1, or sorry, outside of 20 to 1. And and I just could be um, like biased in my thinking. There's really only one quarterback between a player, but it happens to be a quarterback north of 20 to one that I would consider betting MVP on. Can I take a guess at who it is? Sure. Trey Lance, 40 to one. No, but I guess I missed that wagon. I'm not here for that. That would be remarkable. It, he, um, he fits the pro- oh, oh. He, hold on. He fits the profile of a player that if he is like, I guess fields would technically be the same way, but I've already bet on the bears to be the worst team in football. So I don't think that necessarily correlates with the bets that I'm looking for. Like San Francisco should be good. And La- Lance could theoretically post video game numbers in this offense where it, it he could have a season very akin to what Lamar had a few years ago when he won MVP. And it means more, to, even if Mahomes or Allen or whoever, even Herbert at this point, has better numbers overall between the rushing, touchdowns, and then the passing, if they have a really good record, I could see that making a like narrative sense. And this is, I mean, it's a statistical award, but it's also a narrative award at the same time. Like, that does factor into it. 
Yeah, absolutely a narrative award. You cannot de- debate that part of it. With Trey Lance, I mean, I would say that guy has probably dropped a lot. I imagine when these markets drop, like there's a lot of people in our orbit that I'm sure might have MVP tickets that are like 60, maybe even double the 40s at like 80. Um but I don't like at least with Lamar. Lamar played so much the year before that it set up. I don't. I, I just like. I'm not doubt. I'm not saying you have to learn. I mean, look at how good some quarterbacks come in. Like, there's no such thing as learning experiences. I'm just not expecting him to take the league by the horns next year or this year, Trey Lance. I'm expecting him to be really good. I'm expecting the 49ers to be far more explosive and a bit less efficient than they were in the old construct, but I'm not here for, for MVP. My guy is, I would actually be double Trey Lance's odds at, at DraftKings, Pat. I, I looked at him as well, but Tim, just let me run this by you for a second. Mahomes wins year two, Lamar wins year two. And if we just compare it to the Matt Ryan, maybe it's just, I think these Matt Ryan odds are just silly, but in a so world sack wins this year. I mean, I mean, maybe Sack could win, but like Lance is the second year quarterback in this range too. And just the, his ability to put up unique numbers uh, Mm -hmm. and San Francisco to potentially go, let's say they go, let's say the Colts go 14 and three and San Francisco goes 14 and three. I think it's more likely that if they have to give an MVP to one of those two teams that Lance's numbers will just look better than Matt Ryan's numbers and they would give it to him instead. Wouldn't dispute a word of that. Okay. Uh, So Trevor Lawrence is your pick, Jeff. No, although yeah. that is enticing. And I know you, um, in the previous show we did, or the QB show, you spoke about how you actually see tremendous value in the Jags futures. I, I'm crazy. Like I've always, I'm crazy. I'll just say it. I Baker. kind of always Baker. thought that the, Will, the Jameis Winston oh ceiling. I mean, he oh won the award for most crazy and like still won't accept that. So, um, Yeah, I don't like, I'm not making the bet, but I'm saying north of 20 to one yeah i guess Jameis, trevor lawrence that'd be the only place i would i would look but i don't even think i feel like it's a waste of money honestly to bet any quarterback north of lamar jackson or bet anyone north of lamar jackson who's 20 to one i can see it i think the case for lawrence makes way more sense than Jameis, fields trubisky baker all around the same number as quarterbacks. Like, I'm not taking a non-quarterback. Paul has a question from behind the camera. Paul, what is your question, sir? Does Tim not accept the results of last year's Custy Awards? Well, it depends which which result. Oh! <laughs> the raw vote total or the massaged vote total? The you mean the real vote total or the one that had your... You. So there's the real vote total or the one where that all your bots voted in? Well, again, what's real, what's not real, the the raw votes, the not raw votes. I mean, I, I that's why I said last year was probably inconclusive or slightly lean towards Jeff. But anyway. Thank God Zach Wilson didn't die last week because yes. this would be every week in football season. The Jets would lose by 40. You would pretty much deem every moment of Jets football inconclusive. If you don't think I was preparing excuses on Friday <laughs> evening, uh, or Saturday evening, uh, you're mistaken. All I was thinking about was ways to say, well, you know, Zach wins you have this. the Chris Jericho play. list. You have the Chris Jericho list of excuses oh, right yeah. already. And I would have had no shame in using them. Now, we, we still things are still up in the air as to when he comes back. I, I don't want them to rush. Uh, I'm predicting week three 
that I, we see Zach play in the first two weeks. We have whomever. Uh, I hope Mike White, but who knows? But yeah, things are on the up and up. I'm feeling good about that. Uh, I, I kind of agreed with the point that was being made there, except I think you could take any starting quarterback you wanted and make a case where, well, if he plays really well, he could win the MVP. No. We have years where quarterbacks who are veterans who have always been good. Like, for example, Matt let's Ryan. say Kirk Cousins does this year what Matt Ryan did in 2016. Kirk Cousins can win the MVP. Kirk Cousins is sitting there at what in terms 50. of his odds? 50 to 1. Boom. Not Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think it, there's a 2% chance? Man, eh, probably right about there. Maybe that's slightly high, but someone like Kirk Cousins at 50 to 1, if he has a Matt Ryan 2016 year, if he has a Rich Gannon 2002 year, can win the MVP. So you can talk yourself into just about any quarterback who's going to start you want now, uh, for an MVP. See, I, I don't think so. I, I agree with your point on Cousins. I think he is someone who actually does fit that mold. It would take some sort of weird outlier touchdown season for him if Kirk Cousins threw 42 touchdowns this year and just had his normal numbers, But and the Vikings beat the Packers in the division. Because you have to factor that into it, too, that – it's not baseball. Guys aren't winning MVP on losing teams just because they had the best statistical year. So the Vikings would have to probably win the division, be a top three seed in the NFC. All things that I think are plausible uh, in the range mm-hmm. of outcomes that happens. That's my worry about Jameis Winston is that in this offense, I expect it to be more run heavy, defense focused. And could they win the South? Sure. But they're probably not going to win the South. That's why Lawrence makes some sense to me. Because if you told me that the Titans and Colts were just kind of eh and not great, and Jacksonville could sneak out that division at like nine and eight, I think that's on the table. I can't have that. I understand you can't. I'll have to get involved before I allow that to happen. Well, you already picked picked Tennessee to win the Super Bowl. So where's Ryan Tannehill on your list? You're going to have to bleep that out. People don't know that yet. Bleep that out. It was already in the last show that we did. It was bleeped out. No, it wasn't. No, it, was, it, it wasn't. It was it wasn't bleeped out in the video. Was in the clip, it was bleeped out. You bum! So people went to the video. Do you think I watched the whole video? You I probably was on watched the show. none of the video. I saw the clip. Why would I watch the video? I was in the video. I know what was said. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good don't even SEO know what too. Pat and Paul did. Why would I watch it? How do you know? So you watched the video. So you watched the video after they your said, When they they ran the clip. They clipped it and they beeped it. And then in the Twitter post, Pat clearly said to find out essentially what's behind the beep, go watch the video, hook the show, the view, the like, etc. I have no memory of that. <laughs> you know, when you talk about good SEO, that's not really SEO, but that is a tease to get people to click on things. Same thing. I don't think nine and eight would be good enough for Trevor Lawrence. It would have to be one of those insane, like we, we've seen it before in football. Tim always talks about it when he tells you why the Jets might be amazing one year is that every year a team goes from true dumpster win to like 12, 13. That's what would have to happen in Jacksonville at nine wins. It's more likely Peterson could steal coach to the year. And we're like, just so happy for the Jags and like we acknowledge the turnaround but an MVP vote I think is pretty crazy Lamar Jackson Pat you could tell me I'm wrong in my opinion he's truly the only MVP in the modern era who didn't at least like in some way statistically earn the MVP almost in the year before that they actually won it like you have to do something where the voters now think you're worthy and you can be part of the discussion before they allow you to be in their final debate to give the award. 
What Lamar did so year a couple years ago was so. I mean, I guess based off the expectation, it was transformational uh, in many respects, and there was no one to even sniff it. So he totally blew that thought away. But most of the times you earn it before you actually win it. And that's why, like, Josh Allen, I think, gets has been put the favorite at essentially every book because people feel he, he's already did exactly that. Well, is anyone considering a non-quarterback for their pick of this award? Considering a running no. back hasn't won since 2012 with Adrian Peterson. And then before that, Jeff, it was your guy in 2006, LT. Yeah, didn't like LT or Sean Alexander have a little window where they were kind of getting this award? But Yeah, Sean Alexander won it in 2005. Five. It was back-to-back years, yeah. yeah. So, Alexander, then Tomlinson. No, and Falk even, had won it recently before that, too. So there was a stretch there where running backs could win the MVP. Yeah, yeah. but like the philosophical thought of football was so different. Was so and different. what did it take from Peterson? He had to have 2,000 plus yards. And every and year a, you yeah. had running backs going in the top five of That's the it. draft. Like it was just such a mentally thought of so different. No, not going to happen. Listen, Cooper Cup had the best receiving year by statistics last year of all time, and didn't didn't even get a didn't. Yeah. Di- I mean, he came second in voting, I think. So I would vote. argue that but, so receiver, it's, not happen. it's probably more likely to see a receiver take it the way we're going, almost in the same way receiver has completely. When we'll get to it, but receiver has completely leapfrogged. It feels like almost running back in people's opinions for for the offensive player award. Sure. Uh, MV, yeah, offensive player of the year is for receivers and running backs. MVP is just strictly quarterbacks. I can't fathom a situation otherwise, to be honest. Yeah, not would- me either. Or same as like if a defensive guy had 25 sacks or something, that's about the only way a non quarterback's going to win. So it would take the biggest outlier year ever, essentially. Mm-hmm. Basically. Uh, the only other guy below the like Lamar Jackson yeah, Lamar Jackson threshold of twenty to one that we were talking about, Jeff, is if Tua plays well, media likes Tua. If there could be a most improved award, I would love to bet on There is, there is on. most improved. There's comeback player there. He came back from everyone trying <laughs> to trade him away. <laughs> most improved. Like he's playing, uh, you know, Tim Bitaki, who was the most improved player this year. Hey, there's uh, a most dedicated to a, okay. There, there's a, there's a most improved in the NBA. That's fine. This is the, this is the NFL. Who was, was most improved. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Most improved. Yeah. They gave him every receiver known to known to humanity. He, he better be improved. So who are you going to go for your pick? I assume you're taking Herbert at 10 to one, Jeff. Yeah, I bet Herbert at ten to one. It wasn't. It wasn't small. It's our time. You'll win the if you win that ultra competitive division. You hope the division isn't such a beat up scenario where the wins are held against, and you'll have like a Josh Allen have like thirteen or fourteen and three season. But my my pick is Herbert. I think for narrative, I think there's a lot of people who. Would happily click for the handsome the handsome boy who plays for a team in Los Angeles. Tim, Jeff, or uh, sorry, uh, David Behrman was on the show a few weeks ago when he was making the case for Derek Carr at 28 to 1. I feel like you would be on board with that. I certainly was not on board with that. I feel like for MVP odds, you're better off betting Deshaun Watson if you just want to make a bet that's not going to win. That's fair. I mean, I don't think Carr is a terrible bet because he just has – 
you know, you could argue he just received the best receiver in the NFL. I, I think Cup is better, but many people will tell you that Adams is the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Plus, he already has a lot of talent. So if you wanted to make that case for Derek Carr, I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's foolish. It's not the pick I'm making. I'm taking Tom Brady. Uh, I think Brady wins this. I think it's in a farewell year, he's got all his weapons. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be good. He had statistically an outrageously good year last year. I see no reason to think it won't continue. Uh, in a year where I think there'll be lots of choices, I like Tom Brady. He's not even where he wants to be. Yeah, like I, I really like Brady this year a lot. And uh, in a in the NFC, which is so soft, there are so many W's out there in the NFC. If you're an NFC team, he could just rack up ridiculously high high numbers. I, and I anticipate him too. That's, Shocked you didn't take Lamar. I mean, I I was thinking about Lamar. At twenty to one, at twenty to one used to be my non-Herbert pick. I like. There's three guys at twenty to one: Hertz, Murray, and Lamar Jackson, and they would kind of have to piece together an MVP award in terms of statistics in very much the same way. And I just don't see it from Kyler Murray at all because I just don't think that he's going to run all that much. And he's going to be missing Hopkins for, what, six games, eight games, whatever it is. And, like, his splits just show he's so much better when Hopkins is healthy. So if he's not out there, yeah, they got Hollywood Brown. I'm not really sweating him. Lamar... It'll be especially, I mean, I guess if he doesn't get his contract by week one, then he's not going to play, but he's like a true, it's weird for a guy that won MVP three years ago, that he's almost an underdog for this at this point, that if he just puts up good numbers again, the Ravens win the division, which they should be favored to win that division. I think that they're better than the Bengals at this point with a healthy Lamar. They're probably 1A and 1B, but I just feel like, Lamar can put up a gaudy season and people want to rally behind Lamar. Like he's being disrespected by not getting this contract that this would be like, well, Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Like you won't give him a contract. He's now on the MVP twice, by the way. No, I'm, I'm rooting for it. That'd be great. It would, it would further cement how right some of us were in our analysis of him. I'm hoping for it. I wouldn't even think, I mean, people would for sure rally around him. And part of me thinks it's not even so much. Baltimore won't give him the contract in that, I don't know. He's being so weird about it, and he just wants to bet on himself. And the media would be like, "Holy shit, man! You bet on yourself, and you were like the best quarterback in the league." We gotta make that narrative. Like, guy bets on himself because there's no doubt that the Ravens, in my opinion, have offered him the contract that is the two thirty, two fifty guaranteed. Like, I don't doubt that that contract's been on the table. Not exactly sure what he's holding or holding on for, but uh, and he has every right to do it. But the media would adore the bet on yourself, be the best quarterback in the league. People doubt him. The receivers are an incredible there. Um, yeah, that would be my pick if I have to make a non Herbie. And to Tim's point about the NFC, I think that makes both Dak and Hurts. Because if Hurts can put up that Lamar season from 2019 and the Eagles just are better than the Cowboys, that could be good enough. But I just, I don't, I'd want more on it. Dak, I could see, my pick is actually going to be Russell Wilson at 14 to 1. Being that this is a pure narrative award, he gets the glory of going, like if Denver's, let's say Denver wins the division. And that's, you know, an outlier as of right now. (laughs) But he goes over and takes over a team that was bad. 
I mean, relatively bad and improves their offense right away. Maybe it's more, maybe to Jeff's point, it's probably more likely that Hackett wins coach of the year than Russell Wilson wins the MVP award. But if they're good and it's Russell Wilson, you don't think people are going to be lining up to vote for a guy who's never received an MVP vote in his life? Like he just makes such a good story if Denver's good. Sure. I, I, I think that's all perfectly reasonable. So that's my, I'm, I'm going with, so what, what did we have here? We had Pat, Jeff, Tim, I got Wilson, Jeff, you got Herbert and you have Brady, Tim. Yes. Okay. Herbert. Let's move on to, I can't believe you're going to curse Brady. He needs it. He needs something to slow the guy down. The, the dude's 45 and he's going on vacation during like preseason. Everyone's like, eh, just be here for week one, please. It must it's a be little nice. weird. I, I I think he had a vacation booked for like after he retired in the offseason. I think they booked the vacation for this. And then just when he came back, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not Look, canceling that." He is to he is to the Buccaneers what Tiger Woods is to the PGA. He can do what he wants and set his own schedule, and no one will say a word. I mean, it's no different but than like he... t- but like Tomlinson never played in the preseason. Peterson never played in the preseason. Who cares? No, this is not just not pro- this is not just not playing. This is like I'm not even going to be around the team for this time. I got yeah. I got this stuff is more than do. not playing. This, this is, is extraordinary. Also, when you like retire, it's like I only like his whole shtick, his whole career is I only know how to do things one way. Just like the all in 160% at all times. Not to say he's not worthy of, of rest days and should be given different treatment. Uh, but this isn't that. This is this is weird. And the fact is, like, in a perfect world for Tom Brady. He's playing quarterback for Miami today and owning like 4% of the team. And that the Brian Flores lawsuit forced him back into Tampa because he didn't want to actually retire. Um, and he's lost some offensive linemen. Um, yeah, meh, meh. I'm going to doubt it and I'll be wrong. So we'll, we'll have fun with that. Offensive player of the year. What would you estimate that this goes to a quarterback percentage? I would say unless a quarterback goes absolutely ham and has some sort of crazy outlier quarterback here, it'll be good enough for MVP, but they likely won't give it. That it, it just seems to be the norm now. Like the MVP is the quarterback award. This is the best other player award. And I think, yeah, the, I'm trying to, to look at the history when the last time a quarterback won it. Uh, Mahomes. Yeah, and that makes sense. Mahomes' year in 2018 was amazing. But other than that, it's been Cup, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, Mahomes, Todd Gurley. So one quarterback in the past five years. Like, they've made that distinction now that Mm -hmm. it's probably not. And the odds reflect that at DraftKings. Uh, Debo and Jonathan Taylor are actually the Mm co-favorites at 10 to 1. Cup and Derrick Henry, 12 and 14. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, both 18. Then you have Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert. Uh, uh, Mahomes, Nick Chubb. That seems awfully high for Nick Chubb. All at 20 to 1. Lamar, McCaffrey, Burrow, Rogers, Kyler, all in the 20s. Delvin Cook, Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts are all in the 30s. So, Tim, where's your lean going with this? Um, I'm on I have Ross a couple. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown, right? My first was actually Travis Kelsey at 40 to 1. Hmm. Interesting. I like the that. Number one with number one with a bullet option in Kansas City. Uh, you know, we'll be asked to, to bear even more load than usual. I expect the Chiefs to be good. I think he could have a phenomenal season and, and convert in the red zone. And so I think he's a very interesting – if he has a big year, and I think he will, 
I think he's a, a very interesting play at 40 to 1. So I like him. I like Jamar Chase. And I, I know you're joking, but I kind of like Amon Ross and Brown too. It's sort of a deep play. Is he even listed? He's going to have here? a very. He's going to have. He's going to have a very. Yeah, he's he is. He's going to have a very. To spe- one. Hundred to one. Okay. So he's going to have a very special season. So. No, he's a hundred to one because the books just list like four hundred people at a hundred to one instead of, like he should be, three thousand to one. Books are going to list it at two hundred. So, so, like, so Je- I'm glad to see that this. Jeff joins the crew of people on this show who hate Amon Ross A. Brown for no reason. Pat doesn't like him. Meanie doesn't like him. Jeff doesn't like him. Then you guys like him. MVP. I don't like him. We're not talking about MVP. We're talking about offensive player of the year, Jeff. I'm not even even picking him. I'm not even picking him. I'm just saying, do I think there's a case there for when the lions go 10 and seven and he has a big year? Uh, Yeah. I think it's totally there. Even though, like I said, I like Kelsey at 40 to one. But, yeah, no, you're right. I should only give the most conventional opinions. And if it's anybody with any type of odds, how dare I mention them? I, I apologize. I will stick to the top of the board from now on. Oh, I think John Rom could win the t- golf tournament this week. That's my analysis, Jeff. I like John Rom this week. I have a big name. I have a big name for golf, but I'm keeping it quiet till after tee off. Well, you have to tell me for the – for the show. Yeah, I'll let you know when I'll let you know when tee off. I need to keep my cards close to the vest. Well, I need to put so it on the, I need can... I need to put it on the cheat sheet. Yeah, I know, but if people find out they'll just copy my guy and then I'll lose in this competition that I'm in. Well, you didn't even use the same pick last week that you thought you were going to use. Because he had already week. been exhausted. This time I already went into the system and put in my guy. People are going to be very upset with you that you didn't tell them. No, well, that's first. too bad. That's too bad. Lions Don't fan- bet then. Lions fans, Jeff, are very upset with Tim already because Tim appears to be all in on the Lions. Bad news Lions for my very, Bears. Bad. I like, I like the Lions this season. Not to do. I, I think they're you know they're a sleeper division winner and probably a wild card team. So is your pick Kelsey? Yes, it is Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kleiss, as one of our friends says, because he can't read. Kleiss. Kleiss, so sick. Kleiss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I want to go with this because it feels like. If a, one of the elite running backs can stay healthy, Jeff, then they have the inside track. It's just hard to stay super healthy for 17 weeks as a running back that a receiver just makes more sense to try to win this award. I agree. I think there's also like the winds are changing in the NFL, in the landscape. That um, receiver is just, I mean, we just saw like what happened with the contract market for the receivers, they are now kind of being seen as in some way, like way more premium and way more important to the team's success. And as we spoke about in the quarterback show, I let you guys know, I bet Jeff, Justin Jefferson at 24, the twenties at DraftKings, I would still like bet. I, I like not, my opinion doesn't change. That doesn't alter it by losing just a couple points. I think the new coaching staff, I trust Kirk cousins, I think he is in, in incredible um, in trying to get, you know, almost double the the Cooper Cup points, but it'd be Jefferson and, and Tim's pivot of of Jamar J- Jamar Chase, and I wouldn't even dispute uh, Paul's boy and Stefan Diggs. Like, I would be playing the wide receiver market in this award heavily, heavily, but big, like a pretty nice size bet for me on um, Justin Jefferson, I hope. The bandwagon from 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 ADP to 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 seize it, like all that draft stuff. I hope we're not wrong because I think he's going to be dominant, and that's not a bold take either. 
Butler. Tim might get mad at me for not offering you guys a hundred to one um, player, but give me Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, that whole receiver row is who I would be like if I was building a two or three bet thing, it'd be all receivers, receiver only. I think Jefferson makes them, I mean, obviously he's priced that way at 20 to one versus some of the other options that you had mentioned. But I think that he in particular stands out because all of the other offensive players on the Vikings are probably already hit their peak and are on the decline. Like I'm not saying Adam Thielen can't have a good year, but it's very unlikely that Jefferson and Thielen have similar stats this year where Jefferson just seems to be ascending at all times and becoming like a true top three receiver in the NFL. So that makes sense to me. Whereas like Diggs and I talked about this with Sealy on the Tuesday show. It's just every other bills player is super hype. Like they all can't have 4,000 yards receiving. Like, it's impossible. Like Gabe Davis can't be the greatest receiver. And then Isaiah McKenzie can't be the greatest receiver. James Cook can't catch a thousand yards out of the backfield. And Stefan Diggs is still the offensive player of the year. Like none of those things can immediately line up it just can't unless Josh Allen throws for 7,000 yards something's got to give in that regard where it doesn't feel like Jefferson has it even with Chase Chase can overcome it very much like Cup did last year but like T Higgins is still quite good you still have Tyler Boyd on this team that you could see more of a split from game to game where Chase just has these big games but isn't consistent every single week like it could be hey we're just going to double Chase hey let's just go to T Higgins instead it doesn't feel like the Vikings have that luxury so I like that I mean, I'm just going to double down with what I went on on the ranking show, Tim. Uh, my pick for offensive player of the year, CeeDee Lamb, 40 to 1. I think he leads the league. Yeah. In, I think he leads the league in receiving, and he's the most like Jefferson of these receivers, where he really has no competition for this stuff. So I'll just Tim can go on a long rant. If I no. were to name one more like name on that receiver row, uh, he would be in on it from an odds perspective. Absolutely, Pat. I I love that. I just worry that like. I get that there was Dak would get the hype for the dominant receiver season, but I totally agree. Totally agree. I don't have much to say other than if CD lamb has a good enough season to be competitive for offensive player of the year, then Dak might just win MVP and offensive player of the year. See, I don't think so because let's say Dak throws for 4,200 yards. There's a chance that lamb has like 1800 of them. I mean, it's possible. Sure. I mean, I just, continue to be dubious the Um, the other one that i think is actually a good value based on where these other guys are going and look if you just if you just look back in history of the offensive player of the year award at least the recent history of it it's essentially who was the best fantasy player at a skill position and if we think that McCaffrey is the best skill position player if he just doesn't get hurt and that's why you know i'm drafting him number one overall other people are drafting him number number one overall. If he just plays 17 games, he shouldn't be two and a half times the odds of Henry or Taylor. I agree with that. And I think if he does stay healthy, people will reward him for that fact too. I, I think you make a good point there. Unless so they just tell, get, telling get, me I could sh- go ahead. You're telling me like, it wouldn't be crazy for me to shop the market to look for 80 to one Ecklers or, or, or what? Oh, Lord. I mean, there's 50 to one Eckler right a now. Joke. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. It's just, it feels like his role will be scaled back. You still have Mike Williams. You still have Keenan. Allen. I, I agree. It will be scaled back and he can't, won't play enough. Like either they'll give him rest games or he'll get, no, no not Mike Williams, not Mike Williams. He's not going to steal catches. Friends, not Mike Williams. Friends, friends. If you're like this guy that believes the curse is so real, I will tell you, there's not a player you want to own 
more in fantasy this year than Mike Williams. Take all your preconceived notions and throw them out the window. Tim is since since like the day after the season, Tim has just been on some hate campaign unprompted. I'm not even some Mike Williams super fan, but Mike Williams to the moon on the just Tim's just constant hate will give him superpowers to stay healthy and be really good. There it is. You're delusional. Mike. You hate him more than anyone, it seems. He's not, no, no, just uh, just don't think that he's he's one of the most, if not the most overplayed player in the NFL. In, a, in like a, in in eight months, his contract's going to be below market value. It might you're, already be, but oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. He is the best receiver I have didn't, ever didn't seen. Didn't say that. Didn't yeah. say that. But yeah. if you if you got cap room and you've got a needed receiver, you got to spend it on Mike Williams. No, you and just don't talent let like them that walk. doesn't come around very like often. You just pay them. I, mean, I guess you can't let both him walk and then Derwin walk the next year. So you got to pick which one to walk. So I guess they let him walk. Every time you've done this this year, like I've gained more power. Like the team has done things that they never do. You you went on some like rampage to start football content, and two days later they trade for Khalil Mack, something they've never done. Whether you like Mack or not, is use a high leverage draft pick to bring in a star. They were more aggressive in free agency than they've ever been. Like a day after you insult them they signed a bunch of good players. So every time you do something, I get powerful that Derwin James contract's happening 36 hours thanks to you. If it doesn't, I'm going to start to get a little worried, to be honest. Lamb for me, Jefferson for Jeff, Kelsey for Tim. Give me some money. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt is the defending winner or the reigning winner of the defensive player of the year award. He's also the betting favorite at seven to one tied with Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, three-time winner plus 750. Micah Parsons is 10 to one. The Bosa bros, 15 and 20 to one. Chase Young is 20 to one. Max Crosby is 28 to one. Khalil Mack, Darius Leonard, uh, Daniel Hunter, Von Miller, and Bradley Chubb, all 35. 30 to one and your boy, a lot of chargers up here. They're how, how can the, I mean, I, I will give, uh, give Tim some credit on this one. How can the chargers have like four guys inside the like top 20 of defensive player of the year and their defense won't be any good. No, they're going to be good. Oh yeah, sure. They're always good. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a real talented defensive core that always plays every snap. You have no see Tim couldn't even see Tim insults them, but he couldn't name anybody like name. Two defensive linemen on the Chargers. Why do we have to play this game? Honestly, I, I, I'm not here to perform like that. Is, that defense was poor last no, year. No, but they've With made some really good signings. You wouldn't even know who they are. We just talked about Khalil Mack. I think I'm Khalil not Mack even is talking a, about Khalil Mack. Like I think Khalil Mack is an interesting player. But we, we're also talking about the top players on this board. And should they have three or four guys in the top? 20 of or top 15 of NFL defensive player of the year. That's ludicrous. It yeah. means the ceiling is coming and we're going to fucking break it down. Where, where's how, how, where are Morgan Fox's odds? I don't even see them. Thank you. Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph day, Austin Johnson. Oh Bryce yes. Austin, I forgot about Austin Johnson. Yes. Austin Johnson and the great Jerry Tillery, right? Those two guys, Jerry Tillery might not even make the goddamn team. He's a sieve. And that just shows the depth that they've actually brought in there. Is they could tell a guy like that, hit 
the freaking road, pal. The only player on your defense that I legit love and continue to love is Asante Samuel Jr. I loved him last year. You don't even know who Sebastian Joseph Day is. He's going to be a bigger impact than Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. You think so? You're going to, by week four, you'll be whispering to somebody. I swear I've heard that name before. Where would I hear it? This guy's great. Guy with three whole sacks last year? He was injured. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Wasn't on the shocking. Chargers. Wasn't yeah. on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Yeah, okay. I want to know That's... something. I had Kyle Soppy look up uh, injuries and starter game miss charts. You guys blow the Chargers out of the water. So why do you come at me with some injuries when every good Did player just... the Jets get gets hurt? Every good player you draft gets I'm hurt. A, you don't think I know that? You don't think so I feel you're that you're not pain? like a version of the Chargers. You're worse. Sure. My team hasn't been to the playoffs in 10 years. I'm in a world of pain. Would I like to have gone out and gotten J.C. Jackson? Yes, I would. You know, J.C. Jackson is the best player in your back, defensive backfield, and it's not close. And he's not in the top 15 of uh, defensive players of the year. You know Derwin, why? Because he James plays corner. Play. He's a man-to-man corner, and no one throws the ball there. So he couldn't even get a stat line that'll give you that. Yeah. Um, you know what? That the thing is, the Chargers just have an entire slew. It, it, the whole defensive Pro Bowl is just going to be Chargers on the AFC side. That's what I come away with. Just Chargers. Sorry, what started this? Because they have good players in their because they have a list? bunch of people ranked highly on the defensive player of the year, and Pat's like. Their defense is no good. It wasn't any good last year. No, no. See, the difference is now they got depth to surround the good players. Yeah, like I'm, so, now there's so a bit good. of depth. They're, so, so which, of the, median, which of the 26 Chargers are you picking for defensive player of the year, Jeff? Uh, it would be between uh, – Derwin James would be my Charger. If you're making me pick a Charger because there's so many listed, Derwin James is the best player on the Chargers. Offense, defense, everything. Derwin James is the best football player on the Chargers. So I would pick him – over Joey Bosa, over Khalil Mack. Now, if I actually have to pick this award, which is something we should talk about, <laughs> feels like the, the 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 narrative, the people, the voters are already want to give an award like this to Parsons. So uh, that would be it. I don't like. What is the history of the award in like getting surprising winners? Or is the guy who wins usually a guy that would have been on the top like five? thoughts basically i i mean a lot this is one that you can either track by sacks or just pure dominance at a position like i think the fact that aaron donald isn't the favorite means you should just vote on the guy who's already won three times that's my biggest aaron donald (laughs) like make it easy on yourself yeah i mean we've been one defensive back in the last 15 years something like that stephen gilmore yeah gilmore and palomalu like you just don't see Defensive backs win this very often. They have to have exceptional seasons. Well, and, and usually it's and, pass rushers. Yeah, and the big thing too is like the people who are considered generally to be the best corners or even shutdown guys. To Jeff's point, like no one throws at them; they just throw somewhere else. So they don't have any stats. Yeah. So then you just have to ask yourself, who do you think will have a a big year defensively? Like, and but then story matters too. If you like nerve stories and pass rushing, well, then like Max Crosby makes a lot of sense, or. Danielle Hunter, who makes a lot of the sense. Or any look, you could pick TJ Watt or Garrett or Donald. I don't care sort of who you pick. There's good cases for all of them. I'm gonna pick just because I'm spiteful, perhaps. I'm gonna pick Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Spiteful towards what? 
just I just think that Jack, that's what I'll be accused of for picking Nick Bosa. No, you I think, think, I I think that's, that's, that's yes, you will. Me. That's yeah, you would. Be, you, yeah, you're, I'll pick Nick Bosa. No, but you're picking Nick Bosa in some way, thinking you're insulting me. No, I really think funny. that you. I think that you think that you'll that you think that I think I'm insulting. No, you literally said it. Nick Bosa had 15 and a half sacks last year. That was good for fourth in the NFL. And I think that's a great pick. But but here's the thing. Here's why Aaron Donald, I mean, I think that he should be the favorite every single time. Because if you ask any NFL person, any NFL viewer, anyone who pays attention to the NFL, say, who is the best player who's not a quarterback in the NFL? The answer is instantly Aaron Donald. But don't you worry, like, the only concern about betting Aaron Donald is that it becomes this, like, MJ effect where, you know, Carl Malone, David No, Robinson, no, no, see, see I, if, this was for MV, if, if this was for MVP, I could see that. But no one really cares about Defensive Player of the Year, that this is a generational player, let's just give him as many as he deserves. Yeah, I know, but you get this cowboy running around like a madman dude doing everything we already recognize Aaron Donald's like the greatest defensive player ever he doesn't I agree with you I'm just saying sometimes that like level of talent sometimes works against players at a certain point it does I don't think be flirting or have passed that point weirdly enough I do agree best in the league have anybody there's not even a debate there's not even a debate he's the best Mm-hmm. I just That's don't. Right. Th- I just don't think it matters for this award in particular. I don't think there is voter fatigue for defensive NFL Player of the Year. If I was no, going to go I, longer, I, I would go with Rashawn Gary at thirty-five to one. I just feel like I think Green Bay's Mr. Def- Gary, Mr. Gary. I think that. Green Bay's defense is going to be really good. I think that's really going to be the strength of their team this season. And they get to beat up on, I mean, the Vikings somewhat improved their offensive line. It's not great. The Lions isn't, I mean, I know they keep drafting offensive linemen. Wait till they can, actually wait till they can protect. And Gary might pile up like 15 sacks in two games against the Bears. So he could, he has the teams to pad his numbers pretty easily. You all right there, Shakes? No, I just don't think people, like, Tim has any idea what actually went on with the Chargers defense this offseason other than okay okay you know okay you know what okay Jeff break me down Washington's defense then yeah word for word dominant dominant pass rush that wasn't there at all last year um uh Jonathan Allen is probably in the top 10 of of this of this list they're gonna get Chase Young back who I might be considering for comeback player of the year um i don't know was their defense bad like i know de- yeah but what i'm saying is that of course you're gonna know the defensive scheme and players on the chargers no, no, and what no, they're what, capable that, of no, no, far more than point. what cust is or even me yeah, whether not, i know yeah, that, what kind of three tight tackle that drew tranquil is using on a weekly basis no no no, that's not my point, my point on is chargers defense the chargers signed like seven guys but only two of them like caught attention there the, the concern was always a level of depth behind the front end players well mercifully wanna... we have 15 or 17 weeks for you to elucidate to us week no, after week. it'll just happen um it'll just happen but to, also to the point of corners that guy like trayvon diggs had all those interceptions last year and it was almost like yeah because people don't even think you're good they like trying to pick on you it was the, the, like the old, I mean, he is good, but it's like the old Antonio Cromartie effect where it's, it was the same thing. It's like, they know that, I mean, th- 
if you have a ball hawking, I mean, Ed Reed is kind of like the anti-example of this because he was so good. But a lot of these corners that you see with a lot of interceptions, they're willing to gamble on the pick. The quarterbacks aren't afraid to try to take advantage of that at the same time and see if they you know, bite on something and they absolutely burn them. But that just keeps the ball going in their direction. So I agree with you. I don't think you'll see a player like that win MVP or win Defensive Player of the Year. It would just have to be such a confluence of circumstances where you have a guy that doesn't see the ball very often, but at the same time still ends up with like five or six interceptions, something like that. That's like the path for a DB, like Jair Alexander. I want to, take, I want to mention someone from the Packers, but I feel like Gary is makes such an easier case than Alexander does. Who is your pick though, Jeff? I'm going to pick, I guess I'm going to pick Parsons, but I don't, I don't, I don't love it. I'm also tempted with Max Crosby, but I'm picking Parsons. So Donald Parsons and Nick Bosa offensive rookie of the year. The favorites for the award are Brees Hall, your boy. Brees Holmes. Yeah, Brees Holmes is eight to one. Kenny Pickett's eight to one. He's probably not even starting uh, to begin the year. That might not matter. George Pickens is ten to one. Chris Olave's ten to one. Traylon Burks is ten to one. Sky Moore's ten to one. Drake London, Ken Walker, Jalen Tolbert, Garrett Wilson, Christian mm-hmm. Watson, who just got activated off the pup list. Damian, I I think for me, if I'm just going based on value on this board, I think Damian Pierce at 18 to one, considering he could be the Texans opening day running back and just end up with like 1400 yards on a bad team. This award does not matter if your team is good or bad. It's just stats. And I think that Damian Pierce could have a huge year at 18 to one, just whether or not he's good sort of, uh, who was the random jabroni who won for the 76ers that year? Three names. It turned out he was terrible. I don't know. Michael, not Michael Carter Williams. Is that his name? Michael Carter Williams? I don't, I, I don't know. Help me out here, Jeff. Is that his you, name? You asked me about basketball. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Michael Carter Williams. He won the, like during the like pure tank year. I mean, one of the pure tank years. And he was the rookie. He just put up a ton of volume. He wasn't any good, but he won rookie of the year. I could see Damian Pierce being the exact same thing. So Pierce is going to be my pick at 18 to 1 for rookie of the year. I want to pick one of the Jets. I want to suck up to Tim a little bit. Please. I'm all ears. Like, I don't... It's just so tough. You just see the receivers coming in now, and there's always a receiver or two. There's so many that get drafted, and they don't need any time. Like, there's always a handful of them that are just going to be good and and contribute right away. It's a weird award this year because there's no QB even a sure time. And the, like even Kenny Pickett at the top, that's essentially just hoping he starts like 14 games and is adequate. And he's one of the few rookies that actually of any position that presents a true stat line. Um, yeah, I don't know. Garrett Wilson, 14 to one. I, I don't I don't mind that one. I guess if you're making me make a pick in the market. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning to. It's just if you're watching the, the rookie receivers like Wilson just seems so special. He just seems so – and he does. He does seem so special. Like, I understand a lot of people love Drake London. There are people that are all about George Pickens, and I get it too. Like, they're, they're very good players. But you watch when – just when you watch on the screen what uh, what Garrett Wilson is doing, he's just so special. 
Now let's and, acknowledge you're not watching the other guys run in shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt like on internet clips 40 times a day. You're so just I'm watching... not doing, so I'm basically doing exactly the same thing that you tried to defend yourself from doing in the last set. You're Which right. was? Watching my guys and getting very excited about what no, everything I, I was talking about the, the roster, but yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying like you're making these comments about what you're seeing in camp. You haven't watched 20 Chris Olave running in shorts and a t-shirt catching balls versus no defender clips. Guilty as charged. And you're I... referencing this amazing looking player pretty much based on like these shorts and t-shirt routes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, guilty as charged, but like and I picked I... the same guy as you, but I'm but, just and you know, someone whose opinions I trust more than mine, uh, you know, Chris Meany talked about it too. We were talking about it on the golf course. He's like, Garrett Wilson seems like between him and Elijah Moore, who would you rather have? And he wanted Wilson, and I said Wilson. He, he thinks too that I Eric heard Wilson who is golf it. with you just suck up to you because you've been playing so bad, so they make you feel good. Well, I, <laughs> I, I hope that's not true. So I bought this two wood Jeff because <laughs> Phil won the PGA Championship with it, and I only bought it so I could like like move the ball from left to right and right to left with it with more forgiveness than my regular driver because I thought that was part of my problem. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. But if people, I hope that people aren't doing it just to keep me together. <laughs> like, it, this has been a struggle bus of a golf season for me. But I, and I've been trying. I've gone through five separate drivers in the last twelve months. Uh, and it's it's been a very difficult stretch. But I really think this two wood is quite a novelty. Like it's it's exactly the the gap in my game. I think that I was missing a club that I can hit and sort of control with more forgiveness to sort of like hit a high draw or a low fade off the tee sometimes those things on demand well not on demand but it's, if you're gonna get good at so golf how do you pull you, a yeah. club never mind never yeah, mind. you get up to the tee box and you're like okay well i've got to move this left to right around this uh around the trees like that you just around have the to trees, do it over the water let me clear this let me take the most dangerous line because i'm gonna try to shot shape but i'm shooting a hundred and i'm gonna try to shot shape well, if I'm going to get any good or I'm going to get better, you've got to learn how to shot shape. Just the hit pros the are notes are just trying to hit it straight every time. They're trying to shot shape it. Just hit it straight. Master that first. You watch the way Phil plays. Phil's not out there just trying to hit it straight down the middle. He's trying to hit. <laughs> he's trying to move it again, hold it against the wind. He's trying to draw it back. He's trying to hit it on the right tier of the green so that you've got the right pot and get some backspin. Like, I'm, I'm attempting to... Anyway, I'm trying to learn the game the right way. Okay. So Pierce is my pick, and you're taking Garrett Wilson at 14 to 1, Tim? Yeah, Jeff and I are on board with Garrett Wilson. He's just, like I said, he's just an exceptional talent. Is he as good as Jamar Chase? No, I don't think so. Last year's wide receiver crew, I think, was better. But Garrett Wilson is really special. And uh, the Jets, again, he, he is a part of what is just an absolute bomb squad at wide receiver this year in New York. Paul has a question from behind the camera. Did he say he had 14 different drivers? Five. Five different drivers in the past year. I don't have the headphones on completely. Yeah, five Five separate drivers left on. Did you buy all of them or are you returning? Some I purchased, played one round and returned. (laughs) Oh, my God, Uh, that guy. Some I played a few rounds and then (laughs) traded traded in for a different driver. Uh, Now I'm on this. So now I carry two drivers, but I really don't carry two drivers. I carry a driver and I carry a two wood and the two wood is sort of like for the shorter power fours where I need a little more forgiveness, but I also, so I don't need to hit it quite as far where I can, 
you know, I've got it at 12 and a half degrees so that I can sort of move it left to right a little easier. It's got the forgiveness, a little shorter than a driver. The head's a little smaller than your big 460cc driver. So I want to get from, I shot 90 the other day and I felt pretty good about it and I missed some putts. So I feel like this is all part of the strategy where you need to, you need to be deliberate off the tee. You just don't want to hit it straight. Like sometimes you do, obviously, but sometimes if you know you're at a dog leg, you want to try to hit a high draw around those trees so that you put yourself in a good position for the approach. Like if you're going to get good at golf, that's sort of how you do it. Like the pros just don't go try to hit it straight every time. You're trying to you're trying to move the ball in the right way so that it bounces. You know, how many times do you hit it and it doesn't even move, and you just go right into the? Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. It's all. You know, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about how to turn your club in and turn your club out and your stances and stuff when it tries to – and, uh, you know, anyway, it's a work in progress. I think this attitude is the reason you're having a struggle bus season. I agree. We, he, 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 you are not the first person to tell him that, Jeff. Yeah, this like this approach to golf is the reason you're having such a difficult summer on the course, I think. Maybe now I have turned things around the last couple of rounds, but that's due to his, some, some a couple it's other. It's like games. Phil well, Mickelson, how Phil Mickelson strategizes his way around the course, and I'm going to bring that into my golf. <laughs> well, it's funny because he's worried about shot shaping with the two wood, but he never really thinks about shot shaping it with his seven hybrid. No, that's true. My seven hybrid has sort of a natural draw, so I just sort of played to that. The o- laughing at me. The only, uh, the only other name that I'm going to throw out there as potential like long shot rookie of the year, it looks like Wendale Robinson's going to run all of the first team reps with the Giants, and if he's just better, if he's their leading receiver, <laughs> he could just backdoor his way into like a really good statistical season without really being that awesome on a team that probably has to throw a ton. He's fifty to one. I don't think he's going to win, but. I thought I would. I think he has a more likely chance to win rookie of the year than like Jeff's guy Isaiah Spiller does at forty five to one. Like, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on CJ Spiller either. I do like uh, <laughs> CJ Spiller. Yeah, exactly. No. I know. I mean, I, I, bet, I do. I do like Traylon Burks. By the way, I'm not picking him, but I do like Traylon Burks. F- fourth teamer, Traylon Burks. We'll see when that shakes out where he ends up. I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, I I not wouldn't wish upon it, but if you're betting like a spiller, you're almost hoping Eckler gets hurt for the year in the yes. first month. No, yeah, on the Chargers, that doesn't happen. I was told. I didn't say it doesn't happen. I said it happens so much more on your team. So when you reference the Jets having an injury and saying, "Oh look, we have Chargers syndrome," no, it's Jet syndrome, man. That's my point. That's all the point I was trying to make. Chargers have their own injury issues, but the numbers don't lie. The Jets, doesn't matter who you sign, who you draft, you think guys on the Chargers don't play? And they don't. Let's move on to defensive rookie of the year. I have no real strong takes on this. (laughs) You know what? Sauce is, I mean, you said that Sauce, no one's ever going to throw at him. How's he going to win defensive rookie of the year? I think that people are going to throw at him early to sort of test him. The fact that he's never given up a touchdown in college or, you know, in high school or anything. People are like, this guy thinks he's so great. They're going to, they're going to throw at him. So, plus, you know, people will probably be down in Jets games trying to throw to come back. I, I could easily see them throwing at him. I don't know. 
he's he's a good pick. Obviously, if Aiden Hutchinson is everything people said he was going to be, uh, could be him. I, I it's a very tough award. I have no particular like sincere lean on things beyond like I really like Maud Gardner. Uh, about who who the heck knows? Defensive Rookie of the Year seems like a complete shrug. What what about Kayvon Rad Thibodeaux at five and a half to one? I mean, if you look at who's won it the last few years, it's been like the guys who go in the first two or three picks or very high in the draft. Like, it's not usually some outlier. I suppose that's true. Jeff, do you have any, like, I have no real lean on this whatsoever. I'm honestly really paranoid that the guy the Chiefs drafted, Karloftis, uh, a defensive end, is going to be dominant. But it's a really hard... um, award i guess tim would have taken my question like where does history show like can you just be a third rounder on defense who plays a lot of snaps and win the award and parsons chase young nick bosa shaq leonard Lattimore, the joey bosa micros peters aaron donald seems like the best who's the best of the top 10 picks (laughs) yeah Um, Kiko alonzo was a second rounder he won it for the buffalo Bills. i think that's like the deepest Oh, remember then he was traded for Shady McCoy? And it turns out I believe none of, that's right. It turns out like Shady was actually good and Kiko Alonso was. But like Nadama Kinsu, Alden Smith, Luke Keekley, all high picks. So yeah, it's it's a it's a marquee sort of like uh Chateaubriard pick that tends to win this thing. Well, should we just say Trayvon Walker at eight to one then, since he's the first pick and he wasn't even the favorite? Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Dibadiox. Any of those guys, or that, that that would be my those those three pre- reasonable. But Gardner went fourth overall, so he fits. What that about model. that Jets defensive end that you guys got really late? I'm not picking him for first over uh, to win the the MV, MVP or defensive uh, rookie of the year. I'm not picking him. But t- he could have gone sixth overall. You told me. Yeah, but he didn't. But he could have. I I stand by. Where, I just I I don't think so. I guess for the purpose of this game, I'm going to have to make a pick, but this would be a straight, like, fade. No action. I, I, I don't know. I'll take Trayvon Walker. I feel like Gardner and Stingley are in a huge hole for this award because the teams they play on, frankly, aren't all that good, or at least expected not to be that good. That teams are far more likely to run on them than have to throw on them and take chances, which would inevitably lead to interceptions and if you're not going to have a bunch of interceptions you're not going to win the award defensive back hasn't won it since 2004 either yeah so make a pick jeff it's crazy that the third round pick of the eagles nicobe dean who was like just this dominant i think linebacker so high on the 12 to 1 at DraftKings for a third round pick um I don't know. So I could seem smart, I guess. I'll say Karloftis, but I hope he's not good. I really hope he's not good. Really good. So Karloftis at 16 to 1? Yeah. All right. Comeback player of the year. Henry's 4 to 1. Winston's 5.5. McCaffrey's 7.5. Daniel Jones, who's coming back from what? Being terrible? Is 8 to 1. Michael Thomas is 8 to 1. Deshaun Watson's 10 to 1. Trubisky's 12. Baker's 12. Chase Young's 14. Dobbins is 14. This really feels, and Mariota's 16. Cam Akers 25. That's the range that I like. Like Chase Young, Mariota, Cam Akers. I think that's, I mean, I think McCaffrey 
if McCaffrey has a good year, he wins. But he's seven and a half to one. You can get those. J.K. Like- Dobbins. If he has a good year, he wins. I don't know about that. If he has a really good year, he wins. Yeah, I like J.K. Dobbins for this. Okay. So I agree with you, Pat. Um, pretty much all offseason, although I never made the bet. And I'm really somewhat feel silly, although I didn't like it enough to actually go make it. Um, Chase Young. And now it's at 14 or, or 16, sorry. I saw it as high as in the 20s. His defensive player of the year award number is 20. <laughs> so 16 for comeback. Like, let's say he gets... I know the NFL doesn't do it like baseball where there's like second, third place votes, but in the mind of people, if he is worthy of a second or third place has a season vote for defensive player of the year, how would that not make him an absolute front runner to win this award? So 16 to one to win this award, I would argue makes better value sense in the chase young markets than 20 to one at DraftKings to win defensive player of the year award. And we all acknowledge that's something that no one would be surprised if he did. So I don't know how hard it would be for defense to win this award because we're all just looking for a injured quarterback or someone to have some dominant fantasy situation that we goo goo gaga over. But Chase Young, I think when you look at the whole, all the markets in totality, this number seems like it makes a lot of sense to me. Since 2001, one defensive player, Eric Berry, has See, won the comeback sense, player of the year. Like, done. I think I got to rescind my my take here. Okay. Well, who do you think is going to be better, Carolina or Atlanta? Carolina. But Baker Mayfield's not coming back from anything. He's coming back. He played all last season with like a broken collarbone. He played the whole year. He's not coming back from anything. Like that's See, that's the problem with this award. There's no true meaning. It can mean anything. It can be some people take it as most improved. Some people take it as guy that was injured. Some people take it as no, you had to have had like a horrific injury that cost you more than half the season. Like Derrick Henry played the majority of the year, returned in the playoffs. What, yeah, what is he I coming agree. back from? Yeah, yeah. coming well, back. From? Well, I I think that there's a stark difference between someone like Derrick Henry, who's four to one, and, and Cam Akers, who's twenty five to one. Because Henry was great, he got hurt, and then he came back in the playoffs, and he was Derrick Henry again. Cam Akers got hurt and from a torn Achilles and tried to come back for the playoffs, played, but he just wasn't good at all. If he came back and he was like what everyone expected Cam Akers to be at the beginning of last year, I could see him winning the award because of that. Because when the last time we saw him, he was bad. Yeah. you got to almost make what the award is up and then decide. But there's no consistency on what the award actually is. It's a bit of a free-for-all in that respect. I'm going to take Mariota. And I like your Baker call a lot, actually. If it is that context, because Bilo Baker is the Baker I want to buy. I'm actually going to go with Marcus Mariota at 16-1. to 1. I think that Atlanta is going to be better than Carolina and... People like Mariota, and he's been in a good Former career. Back second up. overall pick, yeah. Like chance, like the story is there to make this. You could debate. make, yeah. You, I, I don't mind it. You could make him Tim into what the Tannehill story was in Tennessee, potentially. Potentially, not quite as much talent, but I mean, Arthur Smith did sort of do that exact sort of. It's it's not outlandish. It's why I don't pick. Well, I wouldn't pick it. I don't think it's outlandish. So who's your pick, Jeff? I, I thought Tim might go with Paris Campbell. I mean, I love Paris Campbell this year. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have a nice season, but no, I'm not picking him. 
I'm actually just I'm gonna piggyback uh, after seeing someone hasn't wanted since 01 on defense. I'm piggybacking uh, Pat's pick of yeah of only Eric Berry in 2015. He's the only defensive player since 2001. And that won. was cancer, right? Or yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember if he was coming off that series. Like if there's a guy, a good player coming back from cancer, you smash that shit. No, like, (laughs) right. The the only other one I could see, if you were going to go defense, I think Chase Young does make more sense, but it would just be if JJ Watt comes back and has one more great year and he's 50 to one, but I'm not. People would like that. Yeah. People like JJ Watt. (laughs) Just to like, let him talk at the award show. hundred percent. So last one, I think this is the most fun one. Coach of the Year Award. I couldn't believe the odds. Couldn't believe them. Here he goes again. That's a that's a direct giggle. The least competent coach in the division is favored to win the award. The guy who I think is more likely to be the first coach fired than win first coach of the year. Because with the, with the talent that Jeff's amassed, and you know, we'll 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 stipulate there's a lot of talent there. Uh, when if this team underperforms, I don't even know if you go. believe that there's talent. No, no, I do think there's talent. I don't believe that this talent's going to gel, and I believe the coaching is atrocious, and therefore will not succeed. So yeah, like I think Staley was a bad hire, and I don't think he's up to the job, and I think he should go. And you would thrive with a competent coach. And you're to be favored to win the award. That's like saying a couple years ago, Mike McCarthy, when running the Packers, should have been favored to win the award because of you. Now go ahead, go ahead and bet us. Uh, I looked at the odds. They don't make any sense to me, but please. So the uh, Brandon Staley is the favorite at 14 to one. Nathaniel Hackett and Mike McDaniel are both 16 to one. Sean McDermott is 18 to one, as is Nick Sirianni, Doug Peterson, Josh McDaniels, Dan Dan Campbell, Brian Dayball, and Dan Campbell has been the most bet on coach of the year candidate so far. People are picking him off at 50, at 40, at 30. At DraftKings Sportsbook, he's now down to 18 to 1. Then you have (laughs) Zach Taylor, Kevin O'Connell, Kyle Shanahan, Belichick, Reich, all at 20 to 1. Todd Bowles and Stefanski, uh, Sean McVay, Vrabel, LeFleur, John Harbaugh are all 25. I actually think, just trying to figure, like, what would you say the stipulation for coach of the year is? It's obviously not who's the best coach of the year. It's who takes the shittiest team and makes them better, right? Or just who? Did, no, not always, because the Titans last year were not the worst team and went to the and they, were, they had made the playoffs two years in a row. So it's not necessarily that. That's sure. a lane. That is a lane. That's a lane to that's take. That's a lane, but, but that, it's not the only. But route. but Vrabel's no. but Vrabel's win last year was a a variation of that lane because they ended up with the one seed in the AFC. Like, and they lost their stud running back. Like they had a lot of injuries. Like oh AJ yeah, Brown yeah, yeah. Was out a bunch of games. Like, yeah. I think. Just looking at the strength of all these divisions, and we're going to do the win total show in a few weeks, but how good do you really think Dallas and Philly are? Not very? Not very. Not very. My pick is Ron Rivera, 28-1, to to win his third Coach of the Year award. Voters like him. That that's we already know that voters like voting for Ron Rivera, and like Washington could go ten and seven and win that division and have like some awesome defense, and Rivera will get all the credit. I think the same. Lo- so I like that. If you, I like Brian Dable a lot, so I think the similar logic applies for him. Obviously, he doesn't quite have the track record, but I like Brian Dable for that type of thing. If the Giants, you know, grab a wild card and a super weak NFC because Dable does a great job coaching, I think he's right there. Uh, Campbell has got the same argument. Uh, despite him not only being the greatest coach, like it would be the same type of story. Uh, you mentioned Doug Peterson earlier. Same I like type of story. He, he would have been my if if Rivera wasn't twenty eight to one, it Peterson would have been my pick at eighteen to one. 
Um, I am going to pick Bill Belichick, though. Okay. I think the Patriots are going to be really good this year. <laughs> and Belichick, coach and of the year, I think Brady MVP. I know it doesn't. It sounds in a brand new, high flying NFL where we have all this, these young names and young talent. It's like the old generation have one last wave at the crowd before they fade into uh, into history. And I, I don't know. I just get a feeling that the Patriots are being o- overlooked. People are going to appreciate that if the Patriots do well. I think the Patriots are going to win their division. And the people are going to pick Bill Belichick. You know what? He's done a phenomenal job with a team that people didn't respect talent-wise. And he hasn't won this award in quite some time. He is such a marvelous coach. We should give him this award. He has earned it for the job that he's done. He lost J.C. Jackson. Uh, you know, he he's lost all kinds of talent, yet he still manages to put out a high-quality high team there. And uh, anyway, so I, I, that's who I'm going to pick. He's 20-1. to 1. I, I think he should. you should pick him well before you waste your money on somebody like Brandon Staley, who Here, may not be coaching at Thanksgiving. Here's the issue. Here's the issue with Staley. If Staley, if Staley hold on, hold on, hold Jeff. You gotta, you gotta calm, calm your tits a little bit here. All right. If Staley is in position to win coach of the year award, Herbert's winning MVP and then he's not winning. So I just don't see a scenario where Staley wins because the chargers are really good. It's probably because Herbert's really good. Then Herbert will just win and they both won't win. Yeah, they don't let real football people vote on the award, so Staley doesn't have much of a chance. I would only fight back on that and say, like other guy, like Josh Allen or or Tom Brady, guys could be so amazing, like Herbert. But but I do, I guess, agree. The Chargers do hit their ceiling. They're not going to win every. They're not going to win Coach of the Year and MVP. So I, and I agree, the Staley. 14 to 1 is doesn't feel kosher. Truth be told, the Chargers Super Bowl line is so short as well. Uh Chargers futures are a really hard place to invest in because they all do feel pretty overvalued. And I can admit that. I'm not um You're part of the lack, reason. I don't lack the self-awareness. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're as good as a lot of the markets are putting them out. Um are you going to pick them to win the Super Bowl? You're going to pick them to win the AFC because if you do, then you do think they're well, as good as the markets put the them day, out. Even before last year's Super Bowl, I bet them to win the Super Bowl at 25 to 1 because Joey Kanish, who's a hardcore Lions fan, put 500 on the Lions to win the Super Bowl. And I'm like, if Kanish can do that for the brand and he's the Lions, watch this 500 Chargers, 25 to 1. People are like, you're so stupid. The Broncos are going to get Rodgers, and that's going to go to 30. And I'm like, the Broncos get Rodgers, and it goes to 30. I'll put another five on it. <laughs> well, that didn't happen, and the Broncos got a great quarterback. And for some reason, the Chargers' Super Bowl line plummeted, which I don't really agree with, uh, as I've said. But I own a 25, which seems fair. But last year, I owned a 40, and I bragged about it, and they didn't even make the goddamn fucking playoffs. So I got my own problem. Coach of the year. I'm piggybacking my offensive player of the year. I am buying all in on this goddamn Viking situation. I am. I think Kevin O'Connell, fresh coat of paint. Be so much fun in Minnesota this year. I think people are going to really um, like it and and be uh, entertained. Give me Kevin O'Connell, twenty to one. Doesn't feel high enough. That's I, the bet. I like that. I like that pick. So uh, E from Entourage is going to win Coach of the Year. <laughs> I don't know about uh, that. Everyone from the McVeigh tree is going to be great, but Staley, I guess. Right, Tim? I mean, if you think what you saw from last year 
brought you confidence, then I feel sorry for you. So if you play the the game of like improved team that ends up doing really well. So you have Doug Peterson, the Jags had three wins. Uh, Tim with Dable, the Giants had four wins. Like if they just go nine and eight, he's probably going to win. So I kind of agree with that. Matt Rule would be a different one. I, I guess I didn't realize that the Falcons went seven and 10 last year. It felt like they were one in 16. <laughs> Yeah, I think Arthur Smith's a darn good coach. I don't think going nine and eight on a bad team gets it for you, but it does put you on a. Sh- it's a lane. It's it's a lane because Sean McDermott and the Bills can go fifteen and two, and the award I bet him to win last year, he wins this year. Maybe when Stefanski won, what was the Browns' record? They were a wild card team, right? And he yeah. was a rookie head coach. You're right. Pete, they like the rookie head coach, as you have seen with Hackett, Dable, Peterson, O'Connell, all. Not rookie in Peterson, but you know what I mean. First year head coach, and even last year, yeah, like Staley was so low in the market for some stupid. Freddie Kitchens was the goddamn favorite of this award. <laughs> Tim will tell you, Freddie Kitchens is my coach. I disagree, but no, no, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens was was even worse. But I swear, Freddie Kitchens was like top three in this award. Um, well, I believe this, it. This season uh, on the preseason show. Well, that, that remember the Browns have built the most analytically perfect team in football history. How could that team lose? Any love for Mike McDaniel? No, Pat? not I really. Know Tim won't. I, I I'm excited to see what he does, but it would be I, I, the Dolphins would have to be so good for him to win, especially offensively. That just like they also like, can't have that. Like also like how much better is their record really gonna get? Like if they're better this year and they go twelve and five, like they were nine and eight last year. Like they're supposed to be okay. Like they're not supposed to be a crappy team. Also, to the Beerman point on the car MVP, I think this would be the reverse. Like you say, Herbert can't. If they're so good, Herbert would win it. Staley couldn't. If the Raiders are actually so good, I think it's more likely McDaniel's would win this award. Therefore, Carr couldn't. I mean that too. Uh, does anyone think that the Raiders are going to be good? What, what's this? The Raiders are good type. I thing? do. The Raiders are. I mean, trash. I do. They, they made the, I don't. Well, they, they made the I don't. Last and year. I was mad when I. I thought you should have brought up your anti Raider points to Beerman. They, they they overachieved tenfold last year. They even did if they are good. Yeah, but the, they were good last year. The, they brought in a good coach. They brought in. They brought in a good. When you say they brought in a good coach, good the same mind. guy that you railed against for years that he was the worst coach that anyone could possibly hire. He was bad in, in Denver, but his offensive mind is sharp. And they brought in the best offensive free agent anybody could bring in uh, that was available. And it's a team with a ton of offensive talent. Like, it's an exciting, interesting, fast team. Uh, the Raiders should be a lot of fun. They're And they're on primetime and uh, in big spots a lot. Sure. The NFL, too, knows that people are going to want to watch this team. Oh, I completely agree. Well, everything that you say about how the Jets are the preeminent AFC franchise and people really want to watch them, the answer is actually the Raiders. People love the Raiders. Like, random people. people like the ran, random I mean, people. The Southwest. Random people I know just do, don't even really like football love the Raiders. Raiders gear, very popular. Uh, not so much Jets gear, Tim. I agree. I agree with all of that. The, the the Belichick point that Tim made earlier, he actually left out the most crucial point, is that if the Patriots are good, Belichick will get so much credit because all people did this offseason was make fun of the fact that it's um, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as his counsel with his son. Like, they almost are insulting Belichick to, like, like if it wasn't Belichick and he didn't have that resume... 
people would be losing their minds at what is happening there that if they are good there's only one road of credit you can yep. possibly give and they're going to be good they were made the playoffs last year people seem to forget that this is a really i'm betting good them to the under we'll save this that for the really this show. is a really good team in the afc yeah betting them to the under i i don't know exactly how i feel about them last year but i do kind of forget that their point differential was like plus 160 or something like yeah. that which is kind they of were insane. better than their record but like the but the raiders were the exact opposite the raiders were 10 and 7 and they were negative 65 in turn and they won what like yeah. every every close game and they, they like they had the super overachieving season so even if they are really good this year i just don't see them being better than 10 and 7 okay can I can I actually make a new offer for coach of the year? And I think I would rather Trump my Kevin O'Connell pick. Is is and your pick? Would, did you just say your pick is Trump because he's not going to run in the election? He's just going to coach the Chargers after Staley's fired. No. <laughs> okay. Um, because I do think if the Vikings are good and do what I want, people will acknowledge and be happy for Kevin O'Connell. If Trey Lance is good, it's almost like Kyle Shanahan would get the votes more than Trey Lance would get the MVP votes. And they would give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit, Pat, twofold. A, for trading up for Trey Lance, for making that identification. They would somehow like factor that into the Zen formula and then working him into their offense and then being just as good and more explosive. Kyle Shanahan at 20, I actually am giving my vote to over Kevin O'Connell. Okay. I think that's a very compelling point. So, Tim, my point about the Raiders is very much like the similar case that I made about the Colts with Matt Ryan from Wentz. I agree that Ryan is better than Wentz, but Ryan having a good season is basically what Wentz did last year because Wentz was just the luckiest man alive. <laughs> sure, so the Raiders could then be better than last year but have the same record and be a wildcard team again. Sure, but that's not like if they don't improve and they're 10-7 and seven again, Josh McDaniels isn't winning shit. Okay, that's fair. No, I didn't pick Josh McDaniels, but no, I think no. you're right. But I, I feel like they would have to be so good, and I think that's kind of impossible in that division with three other good teams. Yeah, or they just have to have like a crazy fun offense, and people just like are they people rave about them. I don't know. True. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on the awards? Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's <laughs> not my name. No, I think we've covered our bases well here. Some good odds, some some foolish odds, but all together, uh, yeah, it's good to talk about some awards. Did you run and bet Amon Ross St. Brown MVP, Jeff? No, that is a bet that I haven't made yet. And Tim is now going to frame this when the guy is good. I think he's so good. I can't wait to, like, draft him and own him in places Tim is going to spend the whole year framing it that, like, we said the guy sucks because we laughed at him being league MVP. Well, see, you're already mischaracterizing the conversation we had an hour ago. So you're right. I am. We were talking about offensive player of the year. Oh, oh sorry. Pa Paul has a question about this. Paul? I, I just want – it's more of a comment. I quite enjoyed how Tim um, – took shots at Chris Meany at the beginning of the show for not liking Amon Ross St. Brown as much and then complimented him later on in the show. It's just like Tim, it's like when Tim like likes, uh, you know, ADP or like when he uses different stats. Yeah, when like he uses DVOA, that he's very pro-DVOA yeah. when it makes the Jets look good, but very anti-DVOA when it tells him like the Chargers are good. Oh, I'm sure the DVOA would like the Chargers. I mean, nobody's played yet. Everybody's healthy. On paper, um, the Chargers look really good. Yeah, whatever, Tim. As long as you know 
that Chris again was just out there like he's been instructed like say things nice to Tim. That's the, the you know what that's we gotta fine. keep I, him in a positive attitude out here. We Tim's been getting golf sad too much, so just glad hand him if you don't mind. Wow. Okay. You know, look, you're allowed to get your digs right back in. I can take it as good as I get it. That's fine. Uh, but I don't. You know what? Even knowing that somebody is just saying nice things to me for all, is, I don't care. I just want to hear the nice things. That when, will still make my day. So you broke a hundred. You shot ninety. Can I ask how you rewarded yourself on the way home? <sighs> no. <laughs> what happened? <sighs> There's this new coffee crisp blizzard. I had to get one. Was it good? It was really good. I haven't gone back since. Why are you so ashamed? Like you stopped it's been for a, a while blizzard since I, on yeah, a I haven't, hot day. I haven't had Why one of those. In a like... long, I haven't had one of those in a long time. But then someone showed me that there was this new coffee crisp one out, so I had to go get one. It was really good. Was that... it the reward you thought it would be? It was. It was a nice reward. You know, and people now have been asking me on Twitter all the time. Oh, what are you rewarding yourself for this or that or the other, no matter what I tweet? And like, <laughs> you can make fun of self-care all you want, but it's a habit you should get into. I don't think that's just eating fattening foods because you did the laundry. No, but sometimes it's like, I just go get a coffee. That's the reward. But you were going to get a coffee anyway. No, not necessarily. Is, is getting a coffee your reward for waking up in the morning? No. It is, all right. You know what? Fine. Go ahead. Take your shots. Take your shots. <laughs> all right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Smash the like. Go check out the other shows. The three of us have already done a two-part series on the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and we'll have more win totals. We'll probably have future props. I plan on recording with Cam and Pizzola later on this week for early next week for the gold, silver, and bronze future bets of the NFL season because football's almost here, people. So figure it the fuck out and join runthesims.com slash mayo to get your discount, okay? Sub to the channel. Sub to the podcast. Smash the like. Follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Tim at timanderson87. Me at vpme because we are going full throttle. All the shows are down in the description completely free check them out okay i'm pat mayo thanks for watching see you next time experience experience